Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Happy Wednesday, hey. May 6th. Yeah, Wednesday. My favorite day. Of course it is. Supposed Why is it your favorite day, Mike? I'm a little tired today. I'm not sure how favorite it's going to oh, be. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it's Workplace Innovator Interactive Day, noon Eastern time, nice. hour-long live stream. Should be good. Should be good. I, I do have that digital fatigue, though. There's a lot of Zoom meetings going on this week, a lot of webinars for me this week. The launch of our new SpaceRite product feature in the iOffice software has caught a lot of attention, and I'm in a lot of meetings about that and a lot of webinars with our customers. So it's pretty cool, though. It's, it's just a little one piece of the very big puzzle that workplace leaders need to help plan their return to work and their return to the office. So it's getting uh, interesting feedback so far. Very, very highly uh, received. Good, good. I hope everything you said there was brilliant because my headphones just went off and I didn't hear a word of it. So I hope I, I hope anybody heard it because my microphone was pointed that way. So we'll see what happens. There we go. There we go. So I, I guess it's a you're, great, you're, perfect start to the OSW Daily Live. Here we go. <laughs> Your premonition of how tired you are and everything's sort of it just kind of comes to comes to comes in different. Yeah, just go ahead and tell me when we're on the air. We'll get started. Okay, fair enough, Matt. Fair tell enough. Me when you click record okay. or broadcast. I will. I will. But the good news is May 6th, um, one, unfortunately, it's not a Star Wars related day. Um, uh, I, I thought that I thought those were never going to end. But no. today is not no diet day. No diet day, Mike. Those, hey. are, those are days that we like, you know, uh, I can embrace that during this lockdown. I think everybody feels like uh, every day is a no diet day. But uh, there you go. It's official today. We can uh, go without our diet. That's so, a good one. Uh, All right. So, yeah, we'll celebrate, celebrate that today. How are you doing? Uh, you no. were busy this morning. I came on and you're the late one to the party today. Busy meetings I was. already. Busy meetings already. Yeah. No, it was good. It was um, a team catch up from everyone all over the world. So it was nice to see people from all over, all over the world, uh, part of the team, just where they are, how they're doing, how they're going. It's, so it's, it's really nice to be a part of it. Um, yeah, it's good to see people. And that, that's, I know you've got, you've got fatigue, but I guess that's, that's the other side of it. That's the upside of it. You know, when we think about social interactions and social connections at this time, you know, um, that's one benefit that actually we do are getting. Um, there are people on that call that I would never have seen or had never seen on camera prior to this, um, to COVID-19. So it's actually, a, it's a real, that's one of the nice upsides of, of uh of zoom and uh, you know as we go into you know one of the things the benefits of as you know in your when you do your podcast and you look at the data or i look at open source workplace and i look at the data uh, one of the things we can get to see is uh what are, what's people's appetite what are they interested in what are they looking at sure and yeah. uh, just be, just before this morning one of the things i was doing was looking at you know some of the data on open source workplace it's like so what are people actually searching for? What are reading? Because, you know, open source workplace, we get about 30,000 page views a month. And most of it comes from, you know, search. And most of it comes with like 68% of traffic actually comes from people's desktops. So this is when they're sitting there working and they're actually searching for things. So it's really, you can get easily get into the mindset of what actually viewers are coming to look at. And this morning I looked and the big thing is uh, social media and the impact social media is actually having on the workplace. So how does it affect the employee? How does it affect the employer? And what are the adverse effects of it? Um, and I'll show you over that article as sort of just to sort of get your perspective. And it's not necessarily I want to go through the article, but it's more of, you know, I don't know what your experience has been social media during, 
during um, this this uh, pandemic are you know has it changed has it altered um, is there effects that you've seen or you witnessed within your organization um, curious to know your thoughts yeah I wonder <clears throat> why that article was so popular I'm curious to know because it was something that I don't think much about anymore social media is just kind of part of my life throughout the day and it's probably because in my world I'm using social media to reach my audience and as you are share content and it's business related I guess the assumption of the article was it supposed to be more about personal use of social media I, I scanned through it was a long article and in-depth great great research there from your author but um, I, I assume that there was more of a concern from employers, and this was written last year before the pandemic, but right. the idea of folks using social media as a distraction and maybe some of the dangers there. I, I just wonder about this world we're living in today and the tearing away of all those old concerns, concepts, or even if you, if you were a manager with concerns that you had to be physically seeing your employee and looking over their shoulder and, and watching what they do on their computer and make sure they're working, that's out the window these days with this uh, forced hope work from home policy. Either you're finding out the employee was a good one and, and they're out there doing their job from their home and they're, and they're being productive or, or it's being revealed, probably something you already knew that they were not one of the um, most proactive, productive members of the team. And I've talked a little bit about this with some other business owners that have basically found this pandemic experience has just amplified what they already knew about their workforce. So when I see articles about social media and, and really about the monitoring, it, and it ties into the monitoring of, of, our, of our work life now, for those of you out there that don't think your employer can, can know and tell how often you're on your computer during the day, if it's a, if it's a company computer or you're logged into your company servers, it's, I, don't ever, I don't ever get told this and I don't, have there's no specific policy in place that that, that their big brother's watching but but I know that the data is being accumulated and I know that they they do it for research purposes to know how this COVID-19 crisis is impacting people's work and the surprising thing uh, Steve is that I think I've heard a couple anecdotal stories from my friends in the FM community. I was on a roundtable yesterday and, and someone said that in their federal agency that the managers are realizing that people are working too much. They're actually monitoring their, their work from home and they're saying they're on their computers, on their screens and continuing to work way beyond the hours that they did in the office. So they have to kind of say, hey, take, take a break and go walk your dog or play with your kids. So mm -hmm. are you hearing similar stories anecdotally or otherwise? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because if you take the if you look at the day in the life of the office, right, you go into the office, you go to your desk, you go to the bathroom, grab a cup of coffee, you chat to people, you move around, you maybe sit at your desk to either do some casual work or some focus work, but then you get up and you move to meeting rooms, you move to other places to interact with other people, where in the home environment, you're doing all those activities sitting in the same seat. And often we find ourselves, you know, we get ourselves in a seat first thing in the morning, we go through the day and maybe we get up to go to the bathroom or grab a cup of coffee or, or have some food, but we're pretty much back to the same seat, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of it is because, you know, that's where our Wi-Fi is. That's just where we're set up and, and so on and so forth. So I think you're right. There is, there is a lot of that, a uh, lot of that in play, but I just want to go back to some of the points that you made there. And uh, 
I had a question for you as, as you were sort of running through your, your, your thought process. So yes, we can sort of assume that employers are um, not tracking, but have the ability to look at some of that data if they wanted to. Do you think they're using it or they would use the data um, to harm or hurt or benefit the individual or the, or the company as a whole? How do you think they'd use the data? Well, that was kind of my point is that it's the culture thing. And it's if you don't trust your employees and if you don't give them the freedom to direct their own work lives, were they good employees to begin with? And I, and I think, mm. again, that's a culture question. And I've been blessed and fortunate to work for organizations uh, that I was always a trusted player on the team. It was something in my early career. I was a sales rep. You go out. You know, you leave the office. They didn't know what you were doing. They they didn't track you then. I was way before GPS technology and so forth. I'm an old guy, Steve. So, <laughs> you know, but your your productivity or your production, I should say, as a salesperson especially, would show it. Your numbers would show the results. And I think that same mindset in today's world, and it's not about, you know, micromanaging the even the numbers or the results, but you can tell just through natural day-to-day life and business and, and what's going on. And, and when you get together and you ask, Hey, what do you, what have you been working on? And people are, or people are, before you even ask people say, Hey, I need help with this, that, or the other, you just get a sense, you know, that people are either uh, self-starters and, and moving along, or they need that someone looking over their shoulder. And I think in most of our cases in our knowledge worker world, I think, um, well, I shouldn't say. I don't. I don't know. And in, in, certainly, in my organization, the culture has always been: you make your choices. You know, we trust you. It's not explicitly written down somewhere, but the culture, the feeling is: we trust you to get your job done. We're in this together. We have we have a mission. We have goals. We have organizational, and and we want you to be successful individually. So go do what you need to do. Let us know where we can help. And it's a it, it's a team approach. So there's no manager telling me or assigning me tasks each day. But I know that in the broader workforce community, that's that's part of the deal, and there's a percentage of the workforce that requires that. So, how about you? Are you are you feeling the same, or do you think they're actually, um, you know, I don't have, I've never had that thought in my head that there's some evil intent yeah. monitoring my yeah. activity. In fact, the only stories I've ever heard is anecdotally, it's like, hey, um, we can tell that you haven't logged into the new app or the new. Um, Outlook Exchange, you know, tool that we've put in for you to use. It's for your benefit. We're trying to secure things. We can we can tell that 50% of the people haven't done it yet. Please do it. And and it's that's about it. But when it comes to like monitoring keystrokes or 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 screen time or uh, you know, I, I can't imagine who's got or or, or scanning through emails or I I know they can. All my emails are open. All my Slack messages are all. Uh, you know, publicly owned by the corporation, I could, somebody could be reading everything I write, but if someone had time to do that, I think we'd, we'd all be in uh, bad shape. I hope they're not spending their time doing that. Yeah, no, 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 I hear you. And I, and I will, I will give you an answer, but I, I kind of want to probe or, or test you a little bit because it sure. is, you know, it's um, when we're in the office, we have all these sensors and data points all around the office. People are being observed how they work, the way they work, how they move through the office using, you know, video cameras where sensors would be, see people moving, facial expressions. Is that so different to what you're concerned about today? Yeah, and, and again, I'm not concerned. I, I think those sensors oh, and those, those things yeah. are, uh, <laughs> those are great tools to help yeah. understand 
for the benefit of employees, how the space is being used. I, we work with a lot of sensor companies. We work with a lot of uh, forward thinking and, and advanced technology companies that are looking to, to leverage the tools of technology to better manage the workplace. And in the end, it's about enhancing the employee's experience as well as, you know, obviously there's, there's the workplace leaders have to, you know, maximize space and, and understand, make real estate decisions about, about what spaces, how it's really being used and what decisions we need to make for future leases. So all that, all that is done with that in mind, but, but I thought the shift in the culture broadly say the workplace culture of the last several years has been, we need to attract and retain talent and we need to find out what it, you know, what our employees need. And if, if that was communicated effectively, if that was part of the, the plan was to explain, hey, we're deploying sensors, we're deploying this new technology in conference rooms at, at hot desking stations at, at other areas of the office, it's for this benefit, which is your benefit. We wanna, we wanna know how you're using this space, what more space you need, what, what kinds of spaces you need. And I, and I always trusted that to be the case. Now, again, when it came to some things like um, blue dot technology, where, where you could do a lot of cool things as far as anticipating the needs of the workforce by, by tracking them throughout the campus or throughout a building, there was always some concern there that that would be a, a problem. But I think someday, and certainly it, it's getting easier to, to do those types of things. And we, we're getting more used to it in our personal lives and that will transfer over to our work lives as well. But it's a lot, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of different no, things yeah. and I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, 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 you did. And you kind of got there where, where I was kind of with me asking that additional question, right? Because in essence, what you showed was the benefits of the, the collecting of the data, the sensors, all that through the office place, because the, the, the outcome is to improve a career and experience that actually helps the employees, right? And, and that's where I think if organizations are going to be using the data that we have concerns over, or people are worried about um, in... Um, how they're working at home, when they're working at home, how often they're working from home. I think it's going to be from that perspective. It's going to be one of concern. It's going to be one of improving the experience for the employees. Um, and, and I just sort of think about one little thing, like what happens if, or what if, you know, Zoom created uh, the ability to monitor people's faces for facial expressions, for anxiety, for, for happiness, all those different things. Mm -hmm. What was that of a feedback loop? Would that provide a benefit to an organization? Would that provide a benefit to you and me? Would that assist and would that help individuals or organizations as a whole? And I think most organizations and most people who collect this data, review this data, will look at it as a benefit to the employee. Yes, the employee will always be skeptical because in essence, our first, you know, our first reaction is defense and, and we want safety, we want security, right? That's the first thing we do. But actually, whenever, when it is to your point on the office space and when it's communicated in a certain way, um, the same thing about um, these, these tools about monitoring as well, because I agree with you. Um, you have to accept that whenever you're using a corporate company issued device, be it a laptop, be it a phone, then the organization has access to that data. And let's not forget that, you know, we're being compensated for all that, all the our contributions to that organization. So therefore the organization should have the right to, to have all that information. That's, that's, that's my opinion. 
Um, doesn't mean yeah. I don't get I don't sort of get concerned about sort of will they overstep or does this hurt me in the long term? Because in essence, you kind of not give up that right, but you know, it's the spirit with with everything is taken is I think is is for the benefit. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's me being that optimistic guy too. I'm sure there's some evil intent out there in some organizations with bad cultures, you know, are are still operating in in those ways that that the employee is the, you know, at the, at the whim of the employer, whereas as it hasn't been my experience, but if you, it, it's interesting, those, those things you just brought up, some of the technology I've read about, I know it's available. Some of the face, you know, the, the health monitoring or, or mood monitoring technology. And I, I would be, again, I never say never because I've always made the mistake of saying, why would you need that thing, whatever it is. And then, five years later, I'm holding that thing in my hand or I'm using it on a regular basis and I couldn't live without it, whatever that technology advancement's been over the years. So I've stopped saying, I don't see the value in it. But if you had an email from HR today that said, hey, Steve, we've been watching you on Zoom and it looks like you're a little depressed today, you know, everything okay? That would be weird. That would, that would freak me out. Wouldn't that freak you out? I mean, I can't imagine that being part of our, our existence, but maybe a broader sense that if if I got an email to all employees, hey, make sure you're going for a walk today. You know, we look, you know, we want to make sure your health and well-being is a top priority. Reminder, you know, we're all in this together. Go out and take a break. That would be a better way to communicate it. But I don't know. I don't know what it looks like in real life. Do you? So, so no, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, so, you're, you're right. If we got an email from HR, we would be like, what, what, what is going on? Right. But if we were at the end of a zoom call, you got a little thing that came up and said, how did you feel through that? How do you feel about everything? And, um, or it was a little alert that says, okay, you haven't, you've been on three calls for the last three hours or whatever it is, take a break oh, or, or remind yourself to do things. Or you get the ability to, you know, monitor because where I was going with this is, okay, that's in the work environment, but actually if you were on your personal phone and you were doing these things and it popped up, how would you react to it? You would react very differently, right? So it's essence, you're right. It depends on how the communication comes across. If it was Zoom itself giving you an alert or, hey, just by the way, this is your, we've noticed this fatigue or energy drop or whatever that is, right? Within the app itself. Um, yeah, because we'd all be, uh, petrified of we've got those HR emails. <laughs> well, that's the point. And, and thanks for bringing that up because it ties back to that social media article and the fact that our personal devices and personal social media accounts like Instagram and others have these built-in monitoring tools already. And they're yeah. something you can refer to and see how much screen time you've had. And if I've always thought, thought of them as for kids to, to, you know, parental controls to keep kids from overindulging, but it's, it's something, do you use it on your device? I don't, I, I've always seen that, but you, you actually use that to remind yourself if you've been on Instagram too much or something? No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on them often enough. What I do have is I get a weekly update. I think it's, I think the, I think the application I use is rescue time and it gives me a, this is the amount of time you've spent on the computer uh, over this last seven days and it sort of breaks down where I spent the time and so on and so forth and uh, I find that interesting um, how it fluctuates week to week and um, it's just more of a um, a reminder to me I don't have it something anything that pops up daily go you need to go for a walk now um, yeah. but uh, that's not it's to personal. say that I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah have it. it's your it's your decision right. it's it's it's, right. it's driven by 
and some people probably find value in it. I'm sure there are people watching this that, that do use it and think it's great and helps keep them in check. They're much more disciplined than I am. You're, you're more disciplined than I and more deliberate in how you schedule your time. So I can see that, you know, it being an issue like many issues when it comes to translating, whether it's technology tools or privacy issues or just work habits from personal life to work life. They're as vast as the number of employees and as vast as the individual personalities and, and types of people. Um, and that's what's more important than, you know, anything else like generations or, or even role and responsibility. It's the, it's the personality of the person. I, I have to find what's best for me. And if, now if my employer can tune into my work habits and knows what kind of person I am, and I, I hope this happens to some degree. In fact, I'm sure it does because I'll give you a good example. This is this is real world peek behind the curtain. Um, uh, our marketing team has a spreadsheet that they keep all these different tasks, goals, projects they're working on, and you know my my team leader, my VP wants us to fill that out and and assign you know who's working on it, when it's being done, and so forth like that. I can't. I, something happens when I turn on Excel spreadsheets. My brain just turns off, and I can't. I can't work in that world. Okay. And I've always been this way. People know this about me. So, and I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I'm sure I'll hear about it today, but last night we had a, a, a deadline of something that we were all supposed to contribute to the worksheet. And uh, I basically wrote an email and said, listen, it's either it's late in the day. I'm too tired. I can't, when I opened Excel and started to type in those little squares, I just couldn't do it. So here's the list of what I'm working on, what my team is working on. And what I've, you know, hoped those those goals will be, and I just put it in an email, and sent it off. And I haven't heard back yet, but, you know, that's just. I think if you're a good manager, and there's two choices. Then you get that email. You say, Mike, you need to go back and get into that Excel spreadsheet and give it to me in the format I asked for it. Or you say, okay, he gave me the information I need. Uh, it's not ideal. It would have been easier, but but I I'll work with him because he's quirky in this way, but he does some other things well. That, that are valuable. So I, I would hope, and, and I know this isn't the case for everyone, but I would hope that you're in an environment where your strengths and your weaknesses are understood and recognized and you're, they, they do what they can as an employer to leverage your strengths and, and bring everybody's strengths to the table because that's what brings a team together, what makes us all productive as an organization. Yeah, no, and I think you raise really good points in a sense of if you think about leadership styles, management styles in this environment compared to the in-person, in-office environment, yeah. I think there are many changes and many things that need to change. So, you know, we think about the types of managers that there are, types of leaders that they are, and, and you know, where you maybe get the more uh, bureaucratic over the, the person, the manager has to look over to see everything you know, in this environment, they must be really struggling, right? Oh, yeah. Where managers who are more lead with empathy, uh, more compassion relationship, I have to imagine that those people, um, well, I say I imagine, who knows the results just now, whether or not they're being more successful at this time than, than, than other managers, who knows? Maybe it's the reverse. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, you know? Well, there's some data coming in, and, and I think I, I mentioned to you that you know, we workplace evolutionaries, you know, that they had a big survey. They're going to be releasing the results. I think it's next week on that. Mm. We got a little bit of a sneak preview this morning, early on. I, uh, Europe is, uh, IFMA's Europe is doing their world workplace Europe that was canceled. I was supposed to be in Amsterdam speaking uh, about a month ago. And that was one of the first conferences to go by the wayside with the, 
coronavirus outbreak. So that was canceled, but they redid it as a virtual event. It's going on today and tomorrow. And I just tuned in briefly this morning to see Kate Lister, among many others, presenting about just some of the broad issues of, of this situation. And I just heard her talk about the fact that those type of managers that were hesitant to bring their, at least giving them the option or have flexible work policies where you could telework a day or two or three a week uh, or more, there are a lot of folks out there who are resistant to it. And now it's forced them to see what it really looks like. And I think, you know, if you're a self-aware manager, and again, I was never a good manager. I'm not, I'm not saying that I have this down, but if you could, you know, recognize your your mistakes and say, you know, look at this, our employees are doing quite well in this work from home environment. And when we do get back to some sense of normal, back to the offices, giving that flexibility is going to be a lot easier for them, I would hope, if they are willing to recognize that that they were essentially wrong in saying, I need to see you there to make this work. It's not necessary. I'm sure that most employees are proving the fact that they're working just as hard. Now, are we as productive? And we can have those conversations that you and I have had about creativity and innovation and brainstorming and the things that happen in person, those serendipitous meetings, those things still need to be addressed. And I think we're going to find ways to, to help with that. But um, yeah, this is going to change our world. It's already changed our world and we'll continue to do so as this is the, the new frontier, as we are in a new frontier and working together <laughs> to figure it all out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the other things that's sort of gone through that I think uh, is really important for managers is their ability to be, you know, agile, and adaptability, right? Change to environments because, you know, you, you look at how we are day to day, right? We are on a roller coaster. We're up and down and we have emotions that sort of come and go as well. Um, and I think everyone else is behaving the same way. Managers are going to behave the same way. Employees are going to uh, behave the same way so it's like that ability to be adaptable to, to be to be agile like that i think is also going to be a, a important attributes for for managers to demonstrate at this time um the other thing i'm sort of go through go ahead we know people and people are are the same as they've always been and we can yeah. pretty much anticipate some of these things yeah um no you're right and one, one of the other sort of side effects i was sort of thinking about you know with this fatigue uh, what what may be causing some of it, and some of it is right. We're, we're on all the time. We'll discuss that. But I don't know about you, but this is now where we're May sixth, and if it, the coronavirus hadn't happened, I would have had a week's vacation. I would have taken a week's vacation in April mm. just to have time off to relax, recover, and and detach from everything. Yeah, and and I, and I didn't, and I haven't, right. And I think it's fair to say that there are many people in the organization, many people, you know, in many organizations who haven't taken time off yet. And when is the right time to take time off? Because we're all waiting for things to open because, yeah. okay, what's the point in taking time off if you're staying at home? It's a great but question. It's just, just the fresh, the, the, the relief in the head, you know, I, I don't know whether, what you, have you given it a thought of you? I have open your cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to know what you're going to do too, because I was thinking that I can't sustain this rate. I need a break. I need to turn it off. And, and I would love to have things to do if, if I'm on vacation, that's exactly my thought It's like, why take a vacation, use up those vacation days if there's literally nowhere to go and nothing to do. And, but, but the more we go into this and the more it, it drains me and the more this digital fatigue is setting in, I just need a break from, you know, 
this. No offense. I love what you're doing. Yeah, no, no. I I have to turn it off and then say, uh, let's let's uh, take some time away and and recharge. But but the thing is, it's so hard. Uh, And you know this, right? Is it it goes it goes to your mind? Is that in the world of of content and digital marketing and and content creation, it's like you you still you have to build up the. like for me, I'd have to prepare the podcasts in advance and I'd have to have them scheduled and automated and ready to go. And I've been in such a position of just day by day, week by week and, and haven't been able to get caught up because there's so much else going on. I, I'd, I'd have trouble doing that. Would you be able to get away for say a week and, and continue to have open source workplace cranking out the content, the videos? Could you pre-schedule and or, or are, you, are you like like me and just kind of going with the flow? Um, it's a great question. And it's one of the things that I've pondered as well. So if I did take time off from the day job, how would I spend my time? Would I still want to do this? And and part of me is part of my, I, I would look at how do I spend my weekends, right? And that's the indicator of how I would likely spend my time if I got a week off in this environment. Okay. And I would still get up in the morning at the same time. I would still keep my routine in the morning where I do actually you know, uh, absorb a lot of content. Um, one, because we're doing this, but two, there's just so many things going on. There's so much great content going on out there and everyone is being so um, open with the conversations that it's really hard. I find it captivating. And I want to keep evolved in that. So I think I would still do that. Yeah. But then, and I would still, I would still want to do this, but then I would know at 9am that I'm free to go and do what I want. I can go do my runs, go my cycles, do whatever. And then I would feel free to relax and actually do whatever it is I wanted to do. You know, that's funny. I just, we just got the bell at it's nine 30 and it went off in my head and I sort of jumped. So it's kind of funny. I don't know whether you yeah. got that, but that, that was good. Fast. Fast. It did. It did. But no, maybe we pick this up and we, we chat about yeah. it again. Cause I, th- I think it is a topic that a lot of people are sort of thinking about contemplating and um, yeah, it'd be, be nice to hear more thoughts. Let's keep talking. It. Let's keep talking about yeah. it. Cause it's something that we need to take care of. Cause I think it's going to catch up with us if we don't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Awesome. All right, man. Enjoy your live stream today. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it.